Hi there, it's Jacob, and I wanted to introduce you to my brand new podcast. This one is called Crossplay Conversations. Uh, I host it with two friends of the show who have appeared on episodes before, Joseph Hooper and Luke Lewis. It's a little bit different from the Left Behind Game Club in that we have topical conversations about video games. We've got nine episodes out now with topics ranging from the past present and future of licensed games, the state of game publishing, and then reviews of games like Venba, Stray Gods, and more. What I'm giving you now is an unedited version of episode 9, which is a Spider-Man retrospective. In the episode, we cover Spider-Man 2018 that I just finished, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, as well as a non-spoiler review of Spider-Man 2 Luke and Joseph had just finished when we recorded. I figured that this episode was actually closest in format to the Left Behind Game Club, so we're dropping it in the feed for you right now. Don't worry, the Left Behind Game Club is still going. We've got some great episodes coming soon, including a two-part series about Final Fantasy 16 that launch on November 22nd and December 6th. And then in January, we have an episode about Until Dawn. If you love this show, give Crossplay Conversations a chance. And if you like this one, you can find it on all major podcast feeds as well as on YouTube. Without further ado, here is Crossplay Conversations. Ring, ring, it's time for another episode of Crossplay Conversations, the show where we dive deep on the world of video games while keeping it light. I'm your host today, Jacob McCourt, and today I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First, the sneaker savant, Joseph Hooper. Hello. Do you have a shoe? Do you have a shoe? I don't have a shoe. Disappointing. No. (laughs) He has 10 shoes in. The Winterize Jordan 4. I don't actually like this material a lot, to be honest, um, but it's a cool looking shoe. That is a cool looking shoe. It is a cool shoe. I let for listeners, it's red and blue. It's got some blue on the tongue, or some red on the tongue. Cool shoe. It's mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. Spider Man inspired. <laughs> slightly. Very slightly. <laughs> Color scheme. And my second friend, uh, the host with the most, it's Luke Lewis. Hello. All I want for Christmas is this podcast. <laughs> wow. Everyone. Did you wear it's that shirt November. specifically for that joke? Because if Absolutely. so, well done. Absolutely. Well done. I'm not above for the listeners. that. For it the, is a for Mariah Carey shirt. It's a good shirt. It's an excellent Usually it I wear it, it on November 1st, but I said we are recording a podcast on November 4th, so I'm re- wearing it today. I love it. Well, thanks, boys, for being here today. Uh, today we're doing a Spider-Man episode, but we're doing the thing that not many shows have done, where we have two folks on the show that have played through Spider-Man 2, and then we have one person on the show who's actually actively playing through the series from the beginning. So what we're going to do is give you a small retrospective on Insomniac's Spider-Man series, one, Miles Morales, and then we are going to do a uh, review of the second. So with that, our icebreaker question today, is Spider-Man themed? I'd love to know, maybe starting with Luke, because I know you're a, you're a big Spidey sure. fan. Your cat is named after the series. Uh, tell us, what is your history with non-Insomniac Spider-Man games, and what sure. are your faves within that? Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I, I love Spider-Man. Claire and I have a cat named MJ. Um, big, big, big fan. I love the movies. I love the games. I love everything. I think my first introduction to Spider-Man in the game space was the Neversoft game on PS1. Video listeners, you can see my copy up there on the shelf. Um, but that you just was the reacquired first... that, right? Yeah, I bought, I rebought it at a PAX last few years. I think it was last year's PAX West. But um, I, I love Spider Man, and 
It's one of my favorite series. It was my first introduction to web swinging in a video game. And while I don't think that game compares to modern entries, it it was still very fun for the time. It was my first encounter of like stealth in a video game. You get to crawl on the ceiling and you like view Spider-Man from top down, which was really trippy in a 3D space. You fight Venom in that game, which is a will come come into convo later but there's a lot of things that were like set up in that game that i think came to fruition in the insomniac games so that one definitely comes to mind and then other than that i remember like i didn't play shattered dimensions but it looked kind of cool i remember like playing as spider-man in different like fighting games unlocking spider-man and tony hawk pro skater 2 yep. weird stuff like that where like he's been around but not to this extent and this quality i would say what was that 3D arena fighter that had Spider-Man in it? Was it Marvel's The Imperfects? The imp- or I I can't think of an arena fighter, but there was the beat 'em up um Ultimate Oh gosh, Ultimate Marvel's Ultimate Alliance? Ultimate Alliance. There we go. Yes, mm. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember playing a lot of Spider-Man in that in that and it was cool cuz you could have weird combinations of Marvel characters interacting together. And the game I'm referring to is Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. If you remember that one, what's what generation was that? Yeah, that's that's a PS2 Xbox game where essentially uh, it's a fighting game, but I believe it's like a 3D um, sort of uh, arena fighter, a lot like the anime games that Joseph loves, um, where you'll play as you know characters like Wolverine, Venom, Iron Man, Spider Man, etc. You're shaking your head, Joseph. I should give you a chance to defend yourself and then tell us about your Spider Man journey. Yeah, I mean, the anime arena fighter epidemic is like a whole other conversation that needs to be stopped. <laughs> uh, but Spider-Man history, Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time, just period. Um, it was like the perfect representation of Spider-Man and the same Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies and uh, Spider-Man as I knew him as a hero. Um, so I just absolutely love that franchise up until like... We got the Insomniac 2018. I never thought that we would get a better representation of that. So, like, that's that's like my near and dear video gaming memory. Um, I also played Spider-Man 1, like the Neversoft one. That was fun. Uh, but it was just fun. It wasn't magical like Spider-Man 2 was. And then I also played Spider-Man Ultimate or Ultimate Spider-Man yep. uh, for the GameCube. I still have it back there. Uh, and that game was just absolutely bonkers. You're playing as Venom and they're instructing you. They have like a heal mechanic where you eat people to get your health back. Good. And the way they demonstrate that to you is there's like, oh, yeah, there's a little kid with a balloon over there. And uh, go eat him. And you that's how they introduce the mechanic to you, which is absolutely crazy. Love it. That's uh, That's so good. I, that's a game that I regret not playing is uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and then Shattered Dimension. Because those just seemed like dope games back in like the Xbox, PS2 generation. And then I think Beanox kept making them into the 360 and they became lesser quality over time. Like Web Shadows, my understanding is that game was a little bit rushed, and so the quality yeah. wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I I'm, think I'm much Shattered like you. Dimensions was 360 PS3. I could be wrong. I think it was like early generation, but I didn't play Ultimate either. That one sounds interesting. I also didn't shout out, and I, Jacob, you might highlight this one, but the Sam Raimi game is based on the movies, like Spider-Man Two. I remember being huge for me at the time, and I didn't, I didn't mention that one either. 
Yeah, I mean, the Spider-Man 2 movie game is like my foray into Spider-Man games. I didn't play the Neversoft games back on the PlayStation because I didn't have a PlayStation 1, so I never touched it. But yeah, that Spider-Man movie game was so good, and it was... I think probably the best movie tie-in game that's been done. Someone in the comments maybe can correct us and throw out some other movie tie-in games that were great. We had an episode about licensed games where we talked a little bit about good licensed games, but as far as like based on movie, where it you know follows a lot of what the movie does, that is top tier for me. And even though at the end, they're basically like, hey, spoilers for Spider-Man 2 on the Xbox. They basically say like, go do a bunch of side missions and help people and fight crime and get 50,000 coins. And I think at the end, Peter Parker's just like, hey, thanks, like faces a Cameron goes thanks for playing my game and that's your reward for it so you know I don't remember that yeah it's, it's quite silly you can go watch it on YouTube I'm sure but <laughs> hey this is not a show about Spider-Man 2 this is a show about uh, Insomniac's Spider-Man games uh, so I'd love to start with the fact that I'm the only human alive who has been playing Spider-Man 1 remastered for the first time in 2023 and I have to say this game's really dope, and I don't know why I waited five years to play it. Sleep at the I, wheel. I'm I'm very impressed. One question to kick it off to, for your yeah. discussion. Did you avoid spoilers? Did you, like, stay pretty media blackout on this one? I stayed incredibly media blackout on this. Where That's very impressive. Yeah, I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay spoiler light on Spider-Man sure. 1 just because I'm only about... I think 60-ish percent of the way through it, but okay. I think on the story, I'm, I'm actually quite far. Like, if I beat it in the next two or three hours, I think I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, you know, just seeing what happened with what is happening with Octavius, I'm just like, oh, I know exactly where this is going, and it makes me so sad because Octavius in this game is like my dad, and he's about to break my heart. Uh, and I think everyone around me is about to, you know, essentially break my heart. I mean, um, uh, the... The Invisible Man, um, his name is Lee. What is his first name? Martin, Martin Lee. Martin Lee. Martin Lee sort of broke my heart because he's a man that like runs a, an orphanage, or not an orphanage, but a shelter, <laughs> and then also yeah. is a crime boss. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, Spider-Man 1 Remastered is just about breaking my heart with you know men who are around Peter that are supposed to be good influences, and oops, they're villains, or oops, they become villains. Luke, you're a huge fan of this game, right? Oh yeah, I, I I adore it. It was my game of the year in 2018 by far, and that speaks highly because 2018 was a pretty wild year for game releases. Um, but yeah, I think that game just set the tone. I'm so excited that you're playing it. Honestly, I'm curious about your kind of overall thoughts on the story and the open world design of the game because I know at the time I really enjoyed the story, but a lot of folks in kind of the comic book space I know were a little critical of the story and felt like it was kind of to use a phrase you've used to describe games, a paint by numbers comic book story and that you see those plot beats coming. But for me, the, like the heart of the character performances and and just like the overall vibe and pacing of the story really worked for me. Even if maybe I saw big reveals coming a long time in advance. It must be really hard in, if you're in insomniac shoes to make something new out of a beloved franchise because i'm sure both marvel and disney are breathing down your neck the entire time and essentially like setting out guardrails to say this is what peter parker and spider-man need to be and you really can't like draw that far outside the lines i think the best example when i think of superhero games is and sorry i'm gonna be like give you the easiest example but the, the i think the arkham games do a really great job oh, yeah. where the side missions especially maybe the core story 
actually some of the core story stuff is pretty wild with the you know the stuff that happens with joker throughout they got to do a lot of cool stuff there but even the side missions i found introduce you to characters that are like side characters that you may not like hey calendar man do you remember calendar man because we do Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have a great side (laughs) mission about it um but i haven't quite seen that and that's what surprised me about spider-man one is there aren't a lot of villains in it um, and I'm sure they'll fix that in the the next games, but they have really limited it to like at least as far as I've gone, Invisible, uh, the sorry, Invisible Man or, um, Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative yeah, thank yeah. you, sorry, Mr. No, Negative, um, Norman Osborn, uh, Octavius, and, and like Shocker, and that's truly like the only villains they've had so far, and they've managed to you know keep me hooked for probably at least ten hours at this point. Um, yeah, I'm like teetering because there's like things I could say to that, but I don't want to like, I want you to enjoy the rest of the game that you have left, but I will ask you a question and it's based on where I am in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I have just gotten to the essentially grand central station in, um, in the city and I have, I'm just using MJ and Spider-Man in a great combination of, of ways to like take out baddies and, you know, save the day. Based on your memory, how much more do I have, you think? Maybe like a third. Okay. I would I still say. Have a third. But like, Spider Man's kind of an interesting game because that was the first game in a long time I remember staying up late, doing the side quests, like 100%ing districts, like as I went. So mm-hmm. I think I played for a lot longer than I probably needed to because mm-hmm. I think you could probably beat the story mainline and. 15 hours Mm -hmm. give or take so i'd probably say you have like maybe four hours five yeah give or take what do you think joseph not gonna lie i have no clue trying to remember remember exactly what this section he's talking about is i Uh, I just remember when you get to mj that that's like relatively late game ish so Uh, i think one complaint yeah stealth is garbage in this game i think just stealth in non-stealth games is sort of garbage but that was the number one complaint, I think, from Spider-Man 2018, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, you're I'm hitting sorry. on all the, like, the review docs I remember at the time of, like, the villain, the the lack of villain kind of w- was a conversation topic. What did you think about the MJ stuff? Because that was definitely a hotly debated thing on the internet at the time. As far as how she was portrayed, how you play her, or... People just the hated playable her sections. playable sections, yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm, I was not a fan. Because, again, like, yeah. MJ has no... Like, I think MJ as a character in this game is great. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. she gives it back to Peter, and I think it's Laura Bailey that voices yep. MJ. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, like, performance from uh, from Laura Bailey here. Surprise, Laura Bailey's good at doing voice things. Um, but, yeah, I think the Miles sections... And the MJ sections are just not fun to play. I essentially get to them and I'm like, cool, how do I finish this as quickly as possible so I can mm-hmm. return to playing Spider-Man, which is which I love and it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm uh, glad those sections to... are only five minutes-ish each time. I'm not sure if Jacob, because Jacob, just for the record, your video is on a delay for me, so I don't know exactly what you're looking at. But uh, I was trying to tie my little hoodie strings that was not working, and I saw you make a face, but I don't know if that was a face you were making 10 minutes ago. So anyways, uh, to kind of add on to what you were saying about 2018 and kind of to give my initial thoughts on 2018, uh, Spider-Man 2018 was like immediately one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I love Spider-Man. I love like swinging around the city and 
I 100% think that Spider-Man 2 is like the best that Insomniac or anybody has ever made a comic book character feel or any IP that you're familiar with feel. Um, and it was just like immediately a 10 in terms of like that embodiment of that character. It wasn't in t- a 10 in terms of everything because like Jacob is saying, like I had some issues with the stealth, some parts you know, I say this and I'll say this a million times. Whenever I'm playing as a specific character that everybody knows, like, hey, we're making this game so you can be this character. When they take me away from that experience, I feel like it's kind of like, oh, what are we doing? Like, I love MJ. I love she's that she's a part of the story. I love that they try to incorporate Miles into Spider-Man 2018. But it's like, I want to play as Spider-Man as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you force me through these, like, weird you know, side missions that don't really have fully fleshed out mechanics. You're kind of just like, okay, I guess. Um, And to go back to like the story beats, uh, I am one who's like, okay, I know how the Spider-Man story goes. I will say that from my memory, I don't think there was much from Spider-Man 2018 that surprised me. Um, I I was like, okay, yeah, this is kind of how it's going to go. Uh, and every time I had a theory about like, oh, maybe they'll do this. I was like, oh no, they'll probably, they, they kind of just do the safe thing, which is totally fine with me. I don't really play it to be emotionally charged. Like I've seen a billion Spider-Man stories over the years, whether it's the movies or the, uh, you know, the cartoons that I've watched or whatever. So it's like, I get it. I know who Spider-Man is. I, I don't expect his plot to really move me that much, but Spider-Man 2018 still just like the perfect combination of all those things of all the nostalgic uh like story beats that i remember from over the years of the perfect combos i think this has one of the best like casual action combo uh gameplay systems where it's not quite as advanced as like a devil may cry or something like that but the way you can fluidly move from one attack to webbing somebody on the wall to swinging and just like get like a 100 plus hit combo without you know E, I won't say ease, but like pretty much ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that stuff is incredible, right? So I, I think they really nailed it. Like for this being their first attempt, they really, really nailed it. And all the notes that I have are mostly unrelated to Spider-Man and how that character plays. So mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm almost to where I still think Arkham is better from like a actual punching uh, combat like system but all the things you can do around the punching for spider-man like makes it equivalent they're they're same same but different or i like them just as much but for different reasons um i guess i just have like one surprise because i did stay in media blackout and it brings Mm -hmm. me to the next section that we're gonna play i was shocked that miles morales was in this game like i i did not realize that even as like a as a character in the world that we were going to get miles and that spoilers um, miles gets his like uncle Ben moment in this game. I was shocked because mm-hmm. they didn't really put it in the, the yeah. media with respect I, to like the launch trailers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I remember getting to that moment and it felt so cool to be surprised by that. And this is long before we even knew that there was going to be a sequel. This is long before we even knew miles would be the star of that sequel. And they were setting up this like broader expanded universe, but like, such a fun moment, such a cool nod to... And at the time, I think Spider-Verse hadn't come out yet. Like, it was, like, that next month or month or month or two later after the game's release. So 
as a comic book fan, I was like, oh my god, they're doing Miles. And then when Spider-Verse came out, it was like that character became like more of a household pop culture name, which was really dope. Um, that leads me to the next section of what I want to talk about, and that is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which came out uh, a few years between Spider-Man 1 Spider-Man 2. I have not touched it yet. Uh, Luke, I know you have played it. Joseph, you've played it too, right? Absolutely. Come on, man. Okay. I've played everything. I'm a, I'm a Spider-Man video game super fan. Okay, so do me a favor. My understanding with this one is that it is smaller in scope, but the world they create is great, and it's at Christmas. Uh, your Mariah Carey shirt also plays here, Luke. But how would you sell this game to me that I need to continue my Spider-Man playthrough and play it immediately after Spider-Man 1? Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I think that it, although it is like a a smaller experience, I feel like it, it feels completely fresh. And that's, I don't know if that's me saying that as somebody who played it, you know, coming two to three days or two to three years off of like Spider-Man 2018. And sorry, like my, my washing machine is doing something crazy right now. And I'm like, is this about to explode? Brother, oh, you're man, having a rough go, go today. Check it out. I mean, honestly, it'll it's be just okay. that. It's just that. It'll, but anyways, it'll, it'll be okay. We can, um, we can fix a lot in post. But like, uh, yeah, the primary thing is like it just feels so fresh because they do really kind of lean into Miles being like a black guy, being in the Bronx, being like having that Latin heritage and like from the music to the way things are are, you know, how people dress to the way that the shots are lit. Like it feels almost like a completely different experience. And although I think the core gameplay is mostly the same. Miles does have like a new suite of powers, which is really cool. Uh, but like for the most part, I'm like, yo, dude, this feels like, hey, we're getting a new movie. It's just like, hey, you saw James Bond do this one thing with this one villain. That was great. But then you have like this other villain who has his own different vibe. And it just feels like it's more James Bond, but it feels completely fresh. So, um, yeah, I'd say 100 percent. If it's not just for the Miles soundtrack, the, the Miles theme song amazing one of the best spider-man theme songs i can remember hmm. does yeah, it draw I, inspiration from like because i believe he's also puerto rican keep, keep me honest mm -hmm. there is it mm -hmm. is it because the music reminds you of like puerto rican music um is it because it relies on hip-hop sort of like um mm -hmm. like the spider-verse movies what makes it so good uh yeah it's, it's a little bit of both for me personally it's more of the hip-hop you hear a lot more drums like basses um you know stuff like like it is very much spider-verse like in a different way i think spider-verse uh plays around with like that kind of like djing scratch glitch effect because that kind of is what the movie plays on but miles is essentially kind of that same hip-hoppy vibe without like the the record scratches and stuff uh in between is it the same size city as the first, or is it just a section of the city? Just a section. Just a section? Uh, Am I... Luke, what are your thoughts on it? It's been a few years. Maybe I'm misremembering. Joseph, is it the same? I thought it was a small chunk. I feel like it's a small chunk. I'll tell you this. Uh, my hot take on the Spider-Man series, the whole controversy slash non-controversy about the map size... It doesn't matter to me because I, it all feels like the same yeah. size map. I don't yeah. care if it's twice the size, half the size. You're swinging so fast around the city that it's like, how would I? Okay, I'm swinging for three yeah. extra minutes. It doesn't really matter. It's like it feels like all the same size to me. 
Yeah, what whatever it was, it wasn't an issue for me at the time. Mm-hmm. I think a, a great thing about Miles is how like concise it is. You know, it is an eight to ten hour game. It was the first game I played on PS5 when I got my PS5 on launch day, so that was a, a big moment. Um, I think the game's dope. Like like jo- Joseph touched on all the music, the cultural touchstones, the representation. I think is all really cool. I think Miles does some really great things with side quests and side characters in terms of narrative pacing that I think honestly surpasses 2018 for me. And I think it leads into what Spider-Man 2 this year has become. Um, but just making like a really great sense of community and you get to know Tio, the bodega owner and his cat who is named Spider-Man and little (laughs) cute, wholesome things like that, that are just like, make you feel connected to the world in a meaningful way. So I think that the game does a really great job with that. Um, there are some fun nods to different characters in the comic book universe and it, it, Unlike some like spinoff games, th- I feel like this game really matters. Like it, it feels like a true sequel, in- even if it is a kind of in terms of gameplay evolution, a one point five versus a two. If that makes sense. Yeah. To to Not jump on what you said. Quality one point five being like one and a half sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like mandatory. Like I, I don't Absolutely. think this does not feel yeah. like skippable content to no. me. Um, Especially yeah, you need to off play. of playing two without getting into it. Like right. Miles and has his story is a huge part of that game. Right, a hundred percent. For Miles, my question is, and and again, keeping it spoiler light, and I don't know how well you know the comics of Miles Morales because I believe he's a character that's like relatively new, like ten to fifteen mm-hmm. years old at most. Is it yeah. like Batman Beyond where he has his own set of villains or does he share a lot of the villains that Peter Parker would have? Um, without getting into spoilers, how do I answer that question? <laughs> that's why Joseph's um, shaking his head. He's like, says no spoilers and then ask the question that's spoiler filled. It, it, I mean, it touches in both, both ways. I would okay. say there's storylines that are specific to miles in the game. There are storylines that are specific to both Spider-Man characters, Take that how you will without getting into specifics. So I, I, to add on to that, what I'll say, I'm shaking my head because I'm thinking of Miles Morales and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be 100% honest. Keep it real. The characters, for the main characters that they introduce in Miles Morales, I'm like, who are these people? Who <laughs> who are you? Um, but going into Spider-Man 2, uh, obviously Craven and... And Venom are like the, on the on the cover, but there are some characters that Spider Man runs into where I'm like, "Who are you?" So I think we're just kind of getting at the bottom of the grab bag. I think for pop culture, everybody just knows the main Spider Man villains. I don't know if it's like a detriment to Miles Morales, but so far, yeah, Luke. They interact with everybody the same, uh, but definitely when they introduce Miles, we're really. We're really going into the the closet to <laughs> to figure out who we're bringing out to fight this guy is, is all I'll say. I, I will say, though, to that point, and comic book fans will know who I'm referencing, there's a character, a main character in Miles that they use that is a fun and unique twist on what that character previously is in Spider-Man. So they, yeah, they, Insomniac isn't afraid to kind of shake up the universe and kind of do their own twist on stuff when when it makes sense i think yeah i say they they do it they do 
all the characters they show justice. I'm just saying, as a guy who does oh, totally. not read the comics at all, that, that's uh, fair. It, they're all new to me. They're all new yeah. to me. Yeah, I love for it. sure. Okay, well, I think those are kind of the thoughts that I need to know about Miles Morales. So, y'all have both played Spider-Man 2. I believe you both have beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, again, I'd love to know, high level, Luke, you're ready to jump out your skin. So, I want to <laughs> know from your perspective, gush about Spider-Man 2 for us, baby. Let's do it. And just to give a quick plug, I would point listeners, if you want a very spoiler-filled discussion of Spider-Man 2, you can check out the latest episode of Lukewarm Games where Kyle Stevenson and I just go full full spoilers, chat about all our favorite moments from the game. So these are nice, like, companion companion pods. Um, But yeah, Spider-Man 2 is incredible. I absolutely loved it. I... This was the first game in a long time where I was like, I am taking launch day and I am I am playing this game. Like, clear my schedule. Claire, I'm sorry. I'll see you in 48 hours. Um, but it was, it's been really delightful. I platinumed the game. I beat it in a little under a week. I, I play, played a lot and I absolutely loved every second of it. I think Insomniac did a great job elevating the gameplay systems that made Spider-Man and Miles Morales so good. They added new things like the web suit to make traversal even more interesting and cool. And I think the story in this one is really elevated for me. I think they go in unexpected directions. They introduce new characters. I think um, Craven in particular on the villain side really stands out to me as an interesting character that opens up a lot of possibility within the story. Um, yeah, I just, I had a blast with this one. I also think the the side quest pacing is incredibly well done. I think they did a really nice job of condensing what worked well in the first two Spider-Man games and, you know, stripped away the tedious side quests and really just got down to the, the meat of what made that game fun in the best way possible. Joseph? Uh, I'll start this off by saying... Uh, I also did a spoiler cast on Player Player Pod. Let's I am go. almost certain that uh, like we talk about separate stuff in our in Luke oh, and I's cool. podcast because I mean me and Arson are talking about random suits <laughs> and clowning for like you know several several minutes of that podcast. So I think both would be a great listen. But awesome. uh, we'll play a little good cop bad cop here. I, I guess Spider to start cop? off first. Spider Cop. We'll play Spider Cop, Spider Cop here. Um, <laughs> to start off, I'll, I'll say that I did love Spider Man 2. Um, I like finished it in like three, four days, got the platinum and everything. It was fantastic. What I will say is, I am not as impressed with Spider Man 2 as like a feat of insomniac. Uh, in a weird I am, and then I'm not. Um, I will say that in the way of PlayStation has really spoiled us in terms of like how we perceive their sequels like when we go from last of us part one to last of us part two when we go from horizon zero dawn to horizon forbidden west uh there was such a big gap between those games that i felt like oh man like we're like pushing the technology of whatever new console that we're seeing these experiences on or like you know we started with the ps4 and now we're ending with the ps4 and there's if this is like a completely new experience spider-man 2 uh, for me personally, doesn't really feel like a new experience. Um, and I think that's fine because I played Miles Morales, what, like two years ago. I played uh, 2018, like two years before that. And what I, even though I'm being kind of critical there, 
what I like about it is we're kind of, insomniac is bringing back what people have been asking for for over a decade, right? We want shorter games. We want, but we want more of them and we want them at a pretty consistent quality, right? Like back when we got mass effect one through three within the span of like five to six years, Wild. like, like sure. Mass effect one to two wasn't like the most innovative groundbreaking change, but we got a lot of awesome story. we got a lot of new uh, mechanics in there and, like more most importantly we got more mass effect which is what everybody wanted right so i think we're in a very similar situation in spider-man 2 like playing it i am not like wow like i can't believe i'm doing this because i literally did this like two years ago for the most part um i don't think the story was as transformative as like a last of us part two versus last of us part one but I really, really enjoy Spider-Man. And if I had the choice of getting like one transformative Spider-Man like in three years versus the other two that I've gotten, I would take these two, you know, hands down every single time pretty much. Um, so, yeah, like I think it's it's still the same core gameplay that you pretty much see in 2018 in Miles Morales with a few flares and additions. But I love that. I don't think I don't know what improvements I could ask uh, for stuff like that. So, yes. I love it, but I don't think it is the most impressive thing uh, in this sea of games this year. So that's just kind of, I don't know if that's a hot take, but you know, I think this year is pretty stacked. So I don't, I don't think it's a hot take. And I think there, there's a ton of games out there for everybody this year in a variety Mm -hmm. of ways. And I'll just add to like, I don't disagree with what you're saying about the story, Joseph. Like it doesn't stand with a last of us part two or like my favorite Mm. game ever in storytelling. But I think for a Spider-Man game, I went in expecting a safe narrative. And I think it was elevated from that. And they did play with my expectations in some interesting Mm -hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. that I, I definitely appreciated but yeah it's such a fun game I, I i keep saying it because it's true but like this type of game is why i love video games like polished open world action games with incredible pacing compelling story and something you just don't want to put down like that really just like engages you right from the jump i think that's yeah, what i love has... most go ahead joseph oh yeah go ahead go ahead no, uh, i was just gonna say that's Jim. what i love most about insomniac is they make the most video game ass video games that you could ask for in the best and that's way, not a yeah. negative thing no no i think ratchet and clank rift apart was one of my favorite games when it came out just because it was exactly what i wanted out of a ratchet and clank game that i've been playing since the playstation 2 but then they would throw in things like the dual protagonist that we sort of get in yeah. spider-man 2 uh, as well as some like crazy rift tech that i think parts of that may end up here if i'm keeping things spoiler light Mm. I won't say how, but it's it's mm. very cool. I hear there's it's a lot of dream, cool. is there a lot of dreams in this game? It sounds like there's a lot of dream states in this game. Wait, where are you coming up with these? Where where are you getting this information from? Where are you getting your intel from, Jacob? Seeing those Twitter video clips, maybe, maybe or I'm, something. Maybe I'm hearing podcasters <laughs> talk about how they feel like this Spider-Man Two ha- has a little bit shared DNA with Alan Wake Two from just like well. a. Like oh, the way that's they... an interesting comparison. <laughs> I thought you were just making like Ratchet and Clank to Spider-Man, which I think that's clear because definitely members of the team, they shared some tech and some ideas and thoughts. So that's yeah. that's definitely true. Well, Jacob, I'll technically... say, don't ahead, worry Joseph, about all sorry. that. All right, don't worry, don't don't worry about what other people are saying right now. Because okay. I think based off of what you're saying, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Okay. I yeah, I kind of want you to go on media blackout for Spider-Man too, yeah. and then when you get to that and. 
however am- amount of time it, it it'll be interesting but i'm also curious how like playing everything like kind of close together for you will influence your opinion if that will be yes like if in the end you'll be like oh that was pretty repetitive or if you'll be like just like high on spider-man and be injecting in your veins kind of i mean i've done this a few times in my life where i played all of the metal gear solid games from one to four in a row oh cool which was super cool joseph shaking his head um seems like a lot that's that's all i'm that's that's a series i've never jumped into either same so that would be it was a lot that collection just came out the thing i'm gonna do i think is play one in miles morales and then take a small break and maybe play one or two games i think that makes sense before the end of the year i think i will play spider-man 2 just because like I'm, I'm really interested That's in fair. it. Um, Miles would be a fun one to play over the holidays just because of that Christmas setting. And yeah. It, it's a good 100%. vibe. 100%. Yeah. Gives me Hawkeye vibes for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. How do we feel about the, the major villains that are in it? I know that there's probably more below the surface, but uh, in the marketing, we saw Venom, we saw Kraven, we saw Sandman. So speaking about those villains, uh, how do we feel about portrayals of those villains? Uh, ultimately... I really liked where I I disliked where Craven started and I really liked where Craven ended mm-hmm. uh, because not a super spoiler, but he doesn't appear as much as I want him to in the early parts of the game. Um, and on the reverse side, I more have really, really liked where Venom started and I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is cool where he ended. So I was kind of the flip on these two characters, but overall I like them i don't think that either of them really did anything more notable than the other spider-man villains because i also really like the portrayal of all of the ones in 2018 and and uh miles morales as well but i i will say one of the villains have you know one of my best my favorite moments almost period in in a, in a game of recent memory Ooh. i won't kind of spoil it but i was like oh yeah this is what you're talking this about. is yeah. this is the good stuff right here i think we were dming about that specific moment <laughs> yeah. as soon as i finished the game so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah i think i i'm i think i mostly align with you joseph my my caveat i think is that i was really ready to not like venom in this game because mm. i think that's a storyline that whether it's the sam raimi movies or in different comic ad- adaptations it's like we've seen venom it's a known quantity like we we've seen it but i think the way they do it in this game over time becomes really interesting and i think it ends up in a relatively predictable place but like the journey like you were saying i mm-hmm. thought was pr- pretty darn compelling and it wasn't just the oh peter's bad now and me you know that's like they don't that's not like a key part of it there's a lot more happening which i i was pleased to see and then on craven i think i was really impressed by i'm treading thin lines in terms of getting into spoilers here but um for those that have played it i think craven's storyline does a really nice job opening up other avenues for other villains in the universe and like how spider-man has to interact with those characters in the game i think is really cool and then i think how to your earlier question jacob about how spider-man villains versus spider-man miles morales like how those villains interact i think this game does a really cool job about making meaningful moments with peter parker with miles with them together any combination with different villains and and whatnot throughout the story Sandman 
Uh, and again, mm-hmm. this is something that I believe is in the first hour. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear your opinion on it. My understanding is the set piece in the first hour involving Sandman is likened to some of the best set pieces that have ever been in PlayStation games, like God of War 3's opening hour, God of War Ragnarok's opening hour. Uh, Joseph, do you agree? Is it dope? I mean, or is- that's a, I mean, it's dope, but God of War, those opening set pieces for me are like literally untouchable. Um, like, but it's, it's good. Like I, Sandman is not my favorite villain uh, because for whatever reason, he just, he seems like he's always crying about something as you're fighting him. Like even in like the most recent movie, it's like, a pretty sad life. Yeah, he does. He's, he has a, he's just like a sad guy. It's like I don't want to be fighting this guy, dude. He's just sad. Like so, even with that, I was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. I will say though, I think the difference between it it is up there. It is a hundred percent up there. I would say it's right behind God of War. But God of War has moments in all of those opening sequences where I'm like, holy moly! Like I I don't want to spoil it, but like the game over sequence uh for example in ragnarok where you're like wait a second like this is game changing like it doesn't get close to that but it is fun and it's sick and it basically gets your adrenaline on a hundred so then you can spend five hours straight exploring the city a hundred percent yeah i think it's on par for me personally and i think on a technical level it they start the game with such scale and i think in in spider-man 2018 it doesn't ever reach the same like technical like Sandman is like the size of buildings in at mm. the start of Spider-Man 2. And I just think that tech and how they're doing that combat and then how it affects the world and all that stuff. Like, I think it's really dope. But yeah, it's one of my favorite openings of games for sure. How does 2018 open? I don't remember. That's the Wilson Fisk fight, right? Which oh, is yeah. cool. Yeah. It's, it's very it, cool. Both games. And then I... Well, I won't spoil Miles just because you haven't gotten to it yet, Jacob. But yeah. all the games have a cool opening. They're very good about getting you right into the thick of things. And I, I think that should be praised for sure. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man yeah. 1 is very much like you just go through a building and take down a bunch of dudes to get to Wilson Fisk. Uh, yeah. Which so far there haven't been that many like villain boss battles, which sort of surprises me a little mm-hmm. bit. But that first That's hour That's why I say great. you still have some game left not to... Okay. Things are coming, I guess I'll say that. It's not a spoiler mm-hmm. to say. And I have to make sure not to Google anything else because I just Googled Yuri Spider while we were talking and then just spoiled myself on a thing from Spider-Man 2. So, yeah. media blackout yeah. from now yeah. on. Yeah, you got to be careful now because I think now we've reached safe the point there. where like Spider-Man 2 spoilers are kind of being posted more like without yeah, in the care. number one search. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So it's dangerous out there if you're trying to avoid it. <laughs> Yeah. Do you Going like back the... To the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, really Joseph, quick, like the intros. Us. I will say, now that you reminded me, the intros in Spider-Man specifically, I think, do scale almost exponentially with each game. Like, I remember yeah. the 2018 one. That's pretty cool. Fist, you know, whatever. Uh, I really like the Miles, especially with the Christmas time setting. Not going to spoil what they do, but I really like that. And then, yeah, the Sandman compared to those two, like, blows them out of the water. Um, so, yeah, they definitely do scale. But I will say... Sandman, once again, is kind of like who he is. You don't get much, you don't get a ton of character uh, in the way you get Craven and Venom. So he's kind of just, you know, there to set dress for the most part and kind of add a little flavor, but it's mostly Craven and Venom. Okay. And I know we were talking about this privately, Joseph, but 
once again, without getting into spoilers, but they are setting up a lot in this game for a future Mm -hmm. entry in the series, so I think we Mm -hmm. don't see conclusions to all of these villain stories for the most part because there are some set dressings happening so like take that how you Mm -hmm. will there's definitely some cool moments but it is like oh i kind of i want to see the end of this arc where it's like you're not seeing the end quite yet okay yeah i want to come back to that before we move on to the last part of this sure before that i do want to ask about the dual protagonist stuff Mm -hmm. um because my understanding is you can play most missions as either Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, or Miles Morales. Their move sets are mostly similar, but there are some there's some slight distinctions between them. But then there are some levels where you can play as you have to play as Miles or Peter. Is that correct? Did we like that? I think in short, it's correct, and I I thought it was pretty cool. Something we haven't touched on in this conversation is the skill tree in the Mm -hmm. game, which I think is vastly improved in this title. And I think they do a really nice job about having a skill tree for Miles, having one for Peter, and then having one where they're combined. So you're the combined one is more of like useful abilities for either Spider-Man, and then they get more specific on their individual ones. And I thought that was a really nice way to kind of allow players to prioritize what they wanted to unlock right off the bat. Did you yeah. have a preference between Spider-Man? Luke? Sorry, you, you you can answer, Joseph, if you want. I, I just wanted to jump in for that first oh, one. I was just going to say, in terms of preference, yeah, Miles for sure. I love Miles. I, right? I agree. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> they're the both only very thing good, say... though. It's like a... They're both very fun. It wasn't like a, oh, I have to play as Peter now? Bummer. It was like, I I, I think the story of Miles compelled me more. So in those moments, I just like, if I'm running around the community doing side quests, it's like, I'm Miles. That's his vibe. That's like hmm. what makes sense right now. So the one thing I'll say about that, Luke, and I'm sure you know what I mean. There is one moment where they make you play a Spider-Man and you're like, wait, 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 wait. everybody, hold on. I didn't, what are we doing here? Like, wait, let's. Like, give me miles. Give me, give me something else. What's happening? Um, which is pretty funny. Um, I will say, according to your explanation, Jacob, uh, I would not say that you. I would actually not say that you could do most missions as Peter or Miles. Um, miles has like a lot of Miles missions. Peter has a lot of Peter missions, and then there's like a small overlap. And you can explore the city and do city missions. I mean, like. Uh, There's a fair bit of open world stuff you could. Yeah, a lot of open world. Like, because the the flame side mission is that that's Peter only. You have to do that as Peter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mostly like or like the the, um, Mysterium ones. You have to do those as Miles. Right. Yeah. So like for the big set piece side missions and main missions, they force you to pick who you're playing as, which is not a big deal because I think they're specifically tailored to those characters and how the story is told, which is good. So, Okay. Uh, I want to go back to the question that we left on the table a little while ago, just about the future of the Spider-Man series. Uh, obviously, Insomniac now is working on uh, the Wolverine game that's coming. And there have been teases in some media about what could potentially happen if there was a Spider-Man 3. So as folks who have played the entire series, I want you to sort of predict where spider-man 3 may go in the most spoiler light way possible challenge 
Uh, and then I'd love to just talk about what you want from a Wolverine game. Let's start with Spider-Man 3. Um, if you need me to take my headphones off, I will do so. But try and keep a spoiler light for your boy. I think we can do our best. I okay. think th- folks that are listening that have played it know what we're alluding yeah. to. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Joseph, do you have thoughts? Uh, so Insomniac has shown me that they will most likely do what you expect them to do. So anybody that finished Spider-Man 2 kind of knows where we're being set up for, especially if you finish all the side missions and stuff and you're assuming that anything left open will be resolved immediately in the next game. I think a lot of what you can expect to see in the next game is defined. The only thing I'm very curious about is where do they go with the gameplay? Like, I really don't know. We've already had two Spider-Man. We've had the wingsuit. Like, how can you possibly make Spider-Man 3 as a mainline entry bigger and feel, like, substantially, you know, crazier than Spider-Man 2? I have no clue. I have zero idea. Like, maybe... No, I I just don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe add, like, some cool Spider-Man, like, Spidey sense bullet time thing i don't know i really don't know what they're gonna do but i'm excited to see yeah i i would agree it's interesting to think about gameplay for a future game because to your earlier point jacob when you mentioned your qualms with the stealth in the first game i think they did a really good job of making stealth a much more viable option in spider-man 2 and so like I just don't have gameplay critiques as much in Spider-Man 2 as I did with 1. I think they've really elevated it to like the traversal is the best it's ever been. The combat is the best it's ever been. Like these systems are re- working really really well. So I think the big thing in Spider-Man 3 is tying up those loose ends with those different villain storylines that they've set up to this point and those characters they've kind of made us fall in love with over these two now three games. Um, one thing I will say, I think without getting into specifics, I think there's some expanded Spider-Man slash Marvel Universe stuff that they could play with. I know Brian Entahar mentioned on the kind of funny spoiler cast. He's the creative director of the game. Um, he said something along the lines of if this is our Infinity War next is Endgame. So I think the scale can be ratcheted up. The, the characters we're pulling in can be ratcheted up the the places we're going can can kind of just they they're gonna go crazy with it i think to an extent they already did with this game so i'm excited to see what turning it up to 11 i think looks like for insomniac okay that's spider-man 3 uh the wolverine game is the other thing i need to touch on uh luke is like man just give me wolverine origins and origins wolverine and i'll be in heaven but what do you want to see from that I think I'm just excited to see them tell a really dark story because I think Spider-Man 2 went far darker and more mature themes than I ever thought Insomniac would do. And then I imagine that'll be an M-rated game. So I'm really just interested to see like how far Insomniac will take it. And I want to see like their technical prowess, their, their gameplay abilities. Like what is a mature based Insomniac game look like? And I, I think that'll be something really special. Yeah, because yep. I think uh, the only M-rated game they've ever done is Resistance, and I think like that was a pretty tame rated M is game. Is that in even my M? I think that might be T as oh, well. It's T. 
I'm gonna look this up, but I feel I'm like I'm just curious. But Resistance Two was M. Okay. Uh, Resistance Three, I'll check. But at least one game in the series okay, was rated. Fair M. enough. Fair enough. But to your point, like very yeah, much not not their general bag, but so that I think that's what I'm most excited about. I also think Wolverine is like a far less explored video game character. Like we had the movie tie-in game, he pops up a little bit here and there in Ultimate Alliance and that sort of thing. But like we haven't had like a true like narrative original Wolverine game, so I'm excited just for like a new thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I I think uh, I'm always I'm not necessarily always the most excited about uh, the story. I do really really hope it goes dark. Um, but I, I know Insomniac is at the behest of Marvel and they have to be on whatever leash Marvel gives them. So I'm like, okay, if the story is dark and cool, I'm very into that. If it doesn't get there, I'm not going to blame Insomniac for that. But what I'm really looking forward to seeing is like, what does the gameplay feel like? Because I think Insomniac struck gold with Spider-Man and I, I don't know how they did it, but they were able to make such perfect gameplay that needed such few tweaks in 2018 that they were able to easily churn out sequels and, and greater experiences just based off of that core mechanic. Uh, and I think if they wanted to, they could ride that core mechanic for another five years or so because it's that good. If they're able to do that same thing with Wolverine, like we're going to be eating so well, like we will likely have six or three Wolverine games over the span of six years. Like I was talking with, our sin about like man like if they could nail the wolverine gameplay and then maybe give us a hulk like gameplay Ooh. and like have us wolverine versus hulk oh my god i will lose my mind <laughs> um so i'm very excited to see i mean insomniac are in my opinion a part of the gameplay god pantheon like they nail it with ratchet they nail it with spider-man i think they can nail it with wolverine so i'm very excited to see if it delivers yeah I'm curious to see kind of what the game design of a Wolverine game will look like, too. Is it an open yeah. world game? Is it more linear? It could go either way. That's but true. Yeah, That's just a seeing how one, they yeah. approach it, I think it'll be cool. Sometimes I marvel ha, at hey. the amount of uh, game that Insomniac is able to turn out, at the quality level they're able to turn out. So if, uh, if y'all said, hey, Marvel's Wolverine is a 12-hour linear experience, uh, where the gameplay is just super tight and the story goes places. That I'm happy great. with that. Yeah, that sounds totally. excellent. Mm-hmm. Please do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 100%. Any final thoughts about Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, or Marvel's Wolverine before we end? They're all good games. Even very, Wolverine, I played it. I played very, it. Very, very good <laughs> games. I... I mentioned, I think, on a podcast, our first podcast, when we talked about our game of the year, and I said that Tears of the Kingdom was, like, slam dunk, my game of the year, immovable, nothing's touching it, and then I played this game, and while I think for Tears of the Kingdom is doing a lot of innovative things, Spider-Man just hit on, like, a core thing that I needed in this moment, and it was just such a blast to play, so it catapulted to my, my game of the year currently, so... wow. High praise yeah. from me, but a very, very fun game. Very, very fun series. If you haven't touched it like Jacob, I highly recommend it. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Even if you're not the biggest comic book fan, I think there's a lot to love. 
All right. Well, hey, those are our thoughts about uh, Insomniac Spider-Man series and the future of Insomniac and comic book games. Uh, so we're going to set our status to away for this week. So in the meantime, I'd love for you to do two things, three things, actually. Follow us on Twitter at Crossplay Convos. Uh, we're sharing updates about the show there. Uh, send the podcast to a friend because that's how people hear about podcasts. And uh, if you liked our discussion about the series, uh, give us a five-star review on your podcasting platform of choice on Apple Podcasts. It helps. Only five star. Only five stars. <laughs> uh, I thought Joseph, you were saying stop. Don't give us reviews when you know no. when you were give doing that. But five. Ten only. stars. Ten stars, which means five on Apple Podcast and five on Spotify. For Spotify, yeah. you need to listen to the show for thirty seconds. But you know, if you love us, maybe you'll do that for us. <laughs> uh, let's do a thing where we share where we're at on other places. Uh, Joseph, where are you at at other places? Uh, I am on, I was like, what does this, what does this question mean? I'm totally zoning out. <laughs> I'm, I'm plugging your spot. own stuff. Where bro? am I? <laughs> uh, camp pause, youtube.com, youtube.com slash camp pause and uh player, player pod, player, player pod.com. Love it. Luke. You can find me. I'm at lukewarm Lewis on all the socials and you can find me over on the lukewarm games podcast every other week. Love it. And uh, you can find me uh, on the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, we are semi-regular. Uh, when this comes out, we're coming out with a Final Fantasy 16 two-parter, a big old spoiler cast. So uh, prepare yourselves for that. And you can find me on Twitter.com at Jacob McCourt, J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T. Uh, that's our show. So remember, friends, with great power comes great responsibility. Hey, it's me again. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our episode nine of Crossplay Conversations. If you like the show, do me a couple favors. Follow us on your podcasting platform of choice or on YouTube, and you can give the podcast a five-star review if you love this episode. More Let Behind Game Club coming soon. We'll see you then.